0: The me in a splint, breaking me down hey, down the this is Ryan Heron here in Portland, Oregon, and I'm with
1: Amanda Breeze and I'm back in Toronto.
0: Yes, uh, we're here today to talk about uh, some of the fun things around our favorite plant, one of our favorite plants, uh, cannabis. Yes, and today we're going to be diving into uh the botany of cannabis the parts of the plant all of the things we've been saying wrong and thinking about incorrectly for all of these years um yeah amanda this is based on basically an article you wrote recently
1: yes it is um it's for my it's cool. from my most recent uh blog post i write for canterp and it's super fun because you know they're a fantastic women led terpene company based out of canada based out of ontario actually um, and they have given me free reign to write about anything I want, which has led us down some really interesting rabbit holes when it comes to smell, but also weed. And so I wrote this article a couple weeks ago and it finally came out and it's all about an intro to botany. Um, and I was really inspired to write it because as you know, I'm, I'm getting my herbalism certification and botany is a big part of, of herbalism, being able to identify plants and their features, um, and common features of plants and plant families and common attributes of plant families. And so I, I love a good rabbit hole and botany is certainly that a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. And I mean, hey, we're dealing with a plant here and plants have been uh, studied for centuries and classified and uh, in really detailed ways. And cannabis has lightly borrowed from the culture and has gotten a few things wrong. And but but what I'm trying to get at is, look, we're all we all started off calling these things like hairs and crystals. And the more you learn about this plant, the more you want to give things their proper names, and it really helps uh, discussion and communication. When I'm not like, "Dude, these crystals are dank," because that doesn't really mean anything, but we can talk about, uh, you know, how ripe the trichomes are. And hey, great! Now we're we're on to talking about something.
1: Exactly. That's so funny. I had this uh, similar conversation this morning um, with a friend who's writing an article about terpenes, and we were joking about how at this point, all cannabis enthusiasts are basically scientists. We're like <laughs> learning about molecules. You know, we're like molecular scientists. We're basically like neuroscientists. We know how CB1 and CB2 receptors work in the brain. Um, you know, we've gone down all of these crazy directions to learn about this insane amount. I mean, even talking about terpenes, what other plants are we talking about molecules in day-to-day conversations? Um, so yeah, canon nerds have really become amateur scientists and, and kind of amateur botanists in a big way too. I shouldn't even say amateur. Some folks just know more than the rest of us because we love oh. weed. And so yeah, we have come a long way with our terminology and our understanding of how the plants work.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's great too, because uh, I I can follow a ton of folks who have uh, really uh, dug into like the macro photography of trichomes. Uh, I'm thinking of Schwale right now, uh, S-H-W-A-L-E, who just does the most insane macros where you can literally see the like oil that is being secreted in the inside of these cells and just get these really up close views of a plant that we normally see from just like a jar or the corner of a bag or like crushing up when we're rolling a joint. Um, so that's kind of too- cool too, is that it, uh, expands like just our understanding of the plant by looking at it more closely.
1: Oh my gosh. I love those macro photography things that the weed porn is my, I love it. I have a, a good zoom on a Ooh, yeah. Oh, yes. fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Eric Nug shots. I feel like is the, the king of that. Uh, yeah, it, it never gets old, which is crazy. If you t- if you showed me a 50 or 500 pictures of bananas every day, I think I would get tired after a little bit. Um, although I did see some walnut shells today that blew my mind, like the interiors of walnut shells being like all fracture like uh, fractal, oh. um, just wild looking. Yeah, hey, I, I don't have it for you today. Go look it up.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love that. I saw one the other day, it was a pear. And oh. it was like showing these little, you know, pears are kind of granular when you eat them. Yes, zoomed in on the little grains and what they look like under. I love that shit. I love that shit. I should have gone to school for science. This is so cool. Um. So yeah, uh, let's see. I'm ripping a spliff right now. You're smoking on something that looks stunning.
0: Yeah, I was just showing off uh, this herb to uh, Amanda in our in our pre-show. Uh, yeah I have some mitten, mitten cake batter here from oh Louis. God. God. Yeah yeah. Um, I, I believe I, I still need to do my due diligence and read into uh, the, the history of this cultivar. Uh, but I believe it's a it's an ice cream cake cross uh, out of Michigan, which is the mitten state. Uh, so mitten cake batter I think is is some of the fun play on the name there. Um, Altogether, really nice, creamy gelato, ice cream cake style bakery dessert type Terps. Um, I really enjoyed it and pronounced head change, but not so much that I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to record today.
1: (laughs) That's cool. I'm gonna remember this strain because last week we talked about um, identifying state flowers. And that really stuck with me because I think it would be really fun to make a, a weed map of all of the best flowers of each state. And I think mitten seems like it should shortlist for Michigan. We should definitely keep that one in mind because that is cheeky and sounds delicious.
0: Yes. Uh, hey, I mean, let's see this map. I'm ready for it. Yeah. And also the fights that it's going to cause.
1: Oh, the drama.
0: Florida owns Sour D.
1: New Jersey owns Sour D.
0: You know, where, where these things come from?
1: Ooh, I never thought about that. Yeah, let's, uh, let's flip the internet upside down, start a little chaos, and uh, see where it lands us. If anything, it'll land us on some delicious strains we've probably never heard of, because I'm sure some guy in a basement somewhere is growing the best of the best, and we just don't even know about it yet. And that might be that particular state flower, so...
0: Yes. Well, if you listen to uh, the Hashish Inn, which I highly recommend if you dig hash or or rosin at all, uh, they were talking about 10, 15 years ago, someone showed up with a pound of banana OG for the first time with all these guys that had been growing and smoking weed for forever. And the fact that it actually smelled like a damn banana candy that just blew everyone's mind. And I, it just brought me to that moment of some dude who was growing this only had a pound of it or someone was only able to get a pound of it uh, and then bring it over to the buddy's house and just blowing everybody's minds with this just insane profile that until then most people were like, Oh, I I didn't even realize cannabis could produce those scents.
1: Oh my God. And that really is the best feeling. We have some lemon OG we grew last year and in my life, I have never smelled Mm -hmm. anything more lemon than this lemon OG. And I have the teensiest bit in a jar still and it's all swaggy bottoms, but I've been keeping the jar tightly sealed because when people come over and want to talk Terps, I'm like, don't look at it, just smell it. This shit's crazy. Um, And that is such a good feeling to wow the other weed nerds with some like amazing smell where you're like, holy shit, this is lemon.
0: Yes, I love doing that with like uh, moms, grandmas, aunts. The, or that's like, that's my category. You know, uh, women who are older than me who don't really get into weed. And then I can get some Violet Delight and bust it up in front of their nose. And they're like, that's, that's not real. What are you doing? Because, um, yeah, hey, what? Uh, it's one of our favorite plants for a reason, I guess.
1: Exactly. I like that you always say one of our favorite plants, but I think by now everyone knows it is the number one favorite plant. When all you do is spend every day, every hour, thinking about weed, talking about weed, you wait for people to call you so that you can talk more about weed. I'm really fun at parties because all I'll do is talk about terpenes. So, um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's good when it's, your hobby that you have turned into your job and then you go on events for this job. And that's all you talk about. Oh okay. mm-hmm. yeah.
1: You know, a funny story, just before we get into the botany here, last week when I was in Buffalo, we went out to a bar and there was this really drunk guy outside the bar. And he was like, oh, I do this with everyone. Like, uh, I just, I just want to know what people's thing is. Like, what's your thing? He's like slurring, he's falling over. What's your thing? And without skipping a beat, I was like, it's weed. My thing is weed. I love weed. And he was so dismissive of my answer because wow. it would be like saying, you know, I like beer in his mind. He's like, Oh, you like weed? Yeah. Everyone likes weed, whatever. And I didn't get a chance to follow up cause he moved on to the next person. But I was like, no, bro, you don't, you don't understand. Like weed is my thing, man. This is my thing thing. So I was a little hurt, but um, I understand how people might take cannabis a little more lightly than others.
0: <laughs> yes, Right. Uh, and that, that is the hard thing too, because I, I think it's so cool, you know, it's, it's ultimately, ultimately like my young man's dream of where I'm at now to like, we are talk about weed and work with weed and, and go visit grows every day and stuff. And, um, And so I'm like super stoked and people are like, oh, hey, I I fix phone booths for a living. What do you do? And I'm like, weed, let's talk about it. And they're just like glaze over, not interested. And I'm like, how is this not awesome that this is my job? I get to like eat cupcakes for a living. Uh, But, you know, hey, that's good for me. I'm glad that they're not uh, competition over here.
1: Phone booth? I've never heard of that strain before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, okay. And you get, is that an indica or narrow leaf cultivar? <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh,
1: um, well, so yeah. So,
0: taxonomy, you want to you wanna tip to tail us on some plants?
1: Let's freaking go for it. So today is our intro to botany. Um, what is botany? Botany is the scientific study of plants. And this includes the physiology, it includes the structure, it includes genetics, which is why I'm laughing because we are all really amateur botanists in this field here. They're cannabis nerds, know genetics, understand breeding, like we get this. Um, Botany is under like ecology, Um, but really the biggest, most important piece of botany is that it's a way to classify and then communicate and understand different plant species, their genetic relationships, and so botany is cool because it's how we classify millions of plants in the world into categories and subcategories based on, um, you know, based on these little clues that the plants give us to their characteristics and medicinal uses. And so, um, what can I say? I, I I'm a botanist. I love it.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, you're likely on your way to being a weed scientist.
1: Exactly. Like, hey,
0: I don't have a certification to give you, at least not yet, but if you've listened to 15 episodes of The Smoking Spot and you could label, um, you know, a calyx, Yeah, you you can just start calling yourself a weed scientist.
1: You know, if you've listened to all 15 episodes, drop us a message on Insta. We will send you your certification. You've been certified in the School of the Smoking Spot. You will have to add your own
0: foil stamp because those cost extra, but I will, you know, we'll do the rest.
1: We'll sign it, no problem. Um, Okay, so speaking of botany, so where it comes from, as we know, weed is part of the plant kingdom, but there are actually... Every living thing is classified into five different kingdoms. So this is what I love about it. It takes a lot and it brings it down into these smaller and smaller categories and pieces. So every living thing from zebras to mushrooms to roses, right? Everything gets classified into these five categories. So the five kingdoms, the first one is the Monera kingdom, which represents any single celled organism um, like bacteria, or blue-green algae. So that would be in that category. Then we have the Protista kingdom, which is any organism whose cell has a nucleus, but is not an animal, plant, or fungi. And this kingdom particularly prefers um, aquatic environments. So these are like planktons and seaweed, okay? Then we have the fungi kingdom. That pretty much speaks for itself. It's mushrooms, yeasts, Molds. Um, the Animalia Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, which is obviously all animals. Interestingly, this includes all animals living and extinct. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, extinct things don't get their own category. So it makes sense that it would fall under this kingdom. But I like that they do a shout out to those guys, too. Um, and then the Plantae Kingdom, which is the Plant Kingdom, which is our flowers ferns, mosses, trees, and obviously weed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we're to my favorite plant.
1: Yes. So within the plant kingdom, it again is broken down into four related biological groups. So that would be flowering plants, conifers, um, ferns, and mosses. So these are the four categories within the plant kingdom. So we're talking about the flowering plants. Obviously cannabis is a flowering plant. In science, we call them angiosperms. So any flowering plant scientifically is known as an angiosperm. And the predominant trait of angiosperms is that they produce seeds in their flowers or fruits. Sound familiar? Mm I'm, am I just going to keep saying, it's weed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does your weed have glasses? No. Clip, 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 clip.
1: <laughs> that is really funny. Um, good one, Ryan.
0: <laughs> OK, that's what I'm here for.
1: <laughs> OK, so guess who? It's weed. Um, so yeah, this is the angiosperm family we're talking about. And interestingly, in the entire plant kingdom, angiosperms are 80% of the world's plants. And that's over 270,000 species. So this includes common dandelion to the foods we eat to fucking weed. So these are all angiosperms. Um, And so then, of course, in botany, we're going to break them down further. This is all about these categorizations. So it's crazy to me that we started with five kingdoms, they could be broken down into four classifications. And then we can take it further into what's called these botanical classifications. And these are also known as plant families. Um, So plant families are established based on common characteristics as well as reproductive structures. And when we're talking about reproductive structures, this is like the roots, um, the flowers, The fruit, right? So we're talking about seeds and pollen. Um, And when we start to examine these uh, plant families, um, it's also known as plant taxonomy. So we're throwing out some good words for you guys to impress your parties here. Um, And so plant taxonomy is essentially a way to organize and name all plants. And it's based on the research of a Swedish dude named Carl Linnaeus. Okay. And this guy is a very important to plant taxonomy because although he died in 1778, he created the foundation for many botanical, but also zoological. So plant kingdom, animal kingdom, classifications that we still use today. So it's been hundreds of years, but we still use what this guy came up with today in many of our classifications and in how we understand how plants work and how we classify um, and name. The big one is naming them. Um, Cause there's a lot of science behind naming things. Um, so naming things is also known as binomial nomenclature, which is to say binomial two names. So when you think about the phrase cannabis sativa, right, we have two names, and this is part of this taxonomy system of identifying plants. Um, And so Linnaeus actually has classified over 12,000 species. And this was all before scientific testing. So this dude was so good at observing things that he was able to put all of this shit into all of these classifications. And I think that is nodworthy. worthy like that's really really cool and today we have dna testing so truth be told some things have changed categories some categories have been renamed but very few species and plant families have been regrouped or renamed very very few so he had it right on the mark the first time 1700s man that's crazy Ooh.
0: Yeah, that is that is so wild. Um, and yeah, it just goes to show like, hey, once these things are uh, uh, widely adopted, everyone's on board.
1: Everyone's on board. And when you get it right the first time. So he got it right the first time. Um, so he invented this sort of classification system. Um, and, and as we, again, we're bringing everything further down and further down through botany, um, he invented what we call these plant families right? And so in the world, there are over 620 plant families. And a good way to understand a plant family is to know that every single name of a plant family always ends in A-C-E. So A-C-E-A-E is how it's spelled. But like when you hear the cannabis C-E, family, that is how you know it's describing a group, this plant family, um, Rose ACE family, the Rose family, right? So the scientific ACE ending is a hint when you're reading uh, any rabbit hole online yeah. about Bonnie that we're referencing a family of plants. Um, and that is...
0: I love that. I've read that word a million times, but I honestly did not know correctly how to pronounce it. So Exactly.
1: So it's pronounced A-C-E. That's and it's spelled slightly different. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting about plant families is that because of how we classify plants, mostly based on their um, biology um, and their flowering systems and their fruiting systems and how they reproduce, Sometimes plants are in families that are sort of unexpected. Um, And this is sort of, we're going to come back to this, but hops and cannabis is a very common thing that gets compared in our industry. And it's weird. One could argue, oh, because hops are in beer and beer gets you a little twisted and weed gets you a little twisted. But it has nothing to do with the effects. It has to do with their reproductive systems and that's why they're actually grouped together. Um, so an example of strange groupings is the rose ACE family or the rose family because it has the craziest diversity, in my opinion, of yeah. any of the plant families. Um, really? Obviously you're from the city of roses. So the rose ACE family does well in your region. Oh, yeah. um, it includes roses. But the rose ACE family also includes most of the foods we eat.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So in this rose family, we have apples, berries, cherries, peaches, plums, raspberries. And if that wasn't wild enough, fucking almonds. Ooh. Also in the rose ACE family because they share botanical characteristics. For example, all of these plants are small, woody plants. Mm -hmm. They all have five petals and five sepals. They have many stamens, visible pistils, stipules and serrated, alternating leaves. So this is where we start to get into very specific characteristics. Um, And when you think of a rose leaf, you think it is it is serrated, right? You can think of the leaf shape and having this, you know, serrated edge to it, not a smooth edge, like maybe, you know, any other plant family, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maple leaf or something.
0: H, yeah, yeah, or maple leaf, yeah.
1: A eucalyptus, you know, you, they have those nice smooth edges. So these little indicators, freaking Carl was noticing and lumping them together and did it so good that it still holds up today. Um, so these are pieces, botanical characteristics that we want to look at when we're looking at plants. Um, so another family is the laminae family. Now, this is the mint family. The mint family includes many culinary herbs. So we're talking about sage, oregano, lemon balm, and mint, obviously. Um to give you an idea, some of the common botanical characteristics, if you're ever foraging, is that mint has a square stem. Hmm. Okay. So this is a typically a good indicator that you're looking at a plant in the mint family. Um, and this is a good way to tell lookalikes or poisonous lookalikes from other plants is knowing these characteristics. Because some families are going to be generally safer to consume than others. And the Laminaceae is tends to be one of them. Um, so the square stands, aromatic opposite leaves and irregularly shaped flowers. So if you think of a mint flower, it typically has an irregular shape. You couldn't cut it in half and it's not identical and they're often two lipped. So these are other indicators of things that we're looking for in this family. Um, the APACE family is the carrot family. And this one also includes edible culinary herbs. And like this is, we're talking dill, parsley. And if you think of parsley, parsley leaves kind of look like carrot tops. So you're seeing they do look similar. Fennel is part of this family. It has a very similar leaf arrangement and leaf shape. However, this family also includes poisonous plants like water hemlock. And so this is a family we might want to be more aware of if we're like, foraging. Um, and they offer double umbels, which are, it's when a flower is a uh, think of a wild carrot, Queen Anne's lace. It has more fennel. It has the umble flower shape. And then each umble has an umble.
0: Yeah. It's yes. like an
1: upside down umbrella kind of is what they look like. So we would call those in botany double umbels. Fun uh and um these are this is part of the the care family i'm laughing at myself because i'm such a freaking nerd and i love this
0: well okay i'm noticing um in the different um families some similar scents. so uh, are things ever classified by scent no great yeah it doesn't (laughs) seem like a very handy indicator that we're dealing with like a different plant so
1: Well, some things are, would be noted for their aromatics. So in the mint family, mint family plants typically have aromatic leaves. So that would be a characteristic, not a specific smell, but just a general characteristic of the leaves being aromatic would be, uh, would be something that would be representative of that family. Gotcha. Um, So that smell does play a role, but a lot of these um, classifications are based on Actual physical characteristics. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's more of of a sight thing. And we know smell is always, smell always gets the shit out of the stick. No one ever thinks about smell from the get go. Um, So maybe future forward, there will be a smell based classification system. That would be pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah. Hey, stay tuned.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is the intro to botany for all of you listeners. Let's get into the cannabaceae family. This is the hemp family. The hemp family is super weird. So all these examples that I've given you are the easy ones. The hemp family is super weird because it has plants that are trees. It has plants that are vines. Um, It has plants that are more shrub-like. It is uh, many of the plants in the hemp family are actually tropical plants that probably none of us have ever seen because they're from very remote places. Not even common tropical plants. It is a very weird mishmash of plants together. Um, And I think that's why hops and hemp tend to be the two people go for because we're actually familiar with those ones. And most of the others uh, we may have never Really even heard of. Like I think, you know, when we said there was a uh what was it? You know, a few thousand in uh in the uh in the rose family, there's hundreds of plants in the rose family. Whereas yep. when we're looking at the Cannabaceae family, there's only 12 groupings and like I think 27 plants altogether. It's a really small family of plants um because they're so weirdly specific. So um The hemp family includes hops, Mm -hmm. something called hackberries, and hemp, and cannabis. Um, Common botanical traits of this, like I said, are tricky. But uh, one base trait is that they are dioecious. And that means that they have both male and female plants. And this makes sense when you think about cannabis the flowering plant we all love is the female plant. Mm-hmm. The pollinating plant we kill, except some of us, <laughs> is the male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Episode one, never forget. i
0: call it in my garage if anybody wants some backyard experiments. <laughs>
1: never forget. Um, so there are the female and male plants. And so that is actually like a nice indicator of this group. And I think that's the most sort of common indicator of this group is that you need two plants to make a new plant and for it to seed and for it to fruit and flower. Um, so these are the plant families. We Are we good on plant families right now? Yeah,
0: I think that's that's a, a lot of fun. I feel <laughs> like I just... I. Caught up with everything. I'm never going to look at a carrot the same way. Yeah, we're there.
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to be making dinner tonight, being like, oh, I see we're eating from the Appiace family this evening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Dad. My headphones are on. Yes. <laughs>
1: Let's go on to the next level of botany, which is what I actually think is the most interesting. And this is scientific names. Scientific names of plants are so important, not just in herbalism and aromatherapy, but also if you're just interested in using plants, because there are so many things that may have similar names that actually are quite different from each other. Um, and so having this understanding scientific names will really help you navigate through the plant world. Mm -hmm. And so, as we know, there are many common names for plants. Um, But every species in the world has its own unique botanical name that separates it from every other plant in the world. So when we say there's 270,000 angiosperms, every single one has a unique name just for itself scientifically. Whereas common names... Sage, am I talking about white sage that we burn? Am I talking about culinary sage that we eat? And so common names can be used. And regionally too, people will call things different things in different regions. And so learning the scientific names and scientific names cross all borders. Mm -hmm. So they are the same everywhere you go. If you pick up a book in Italian, it's gonna have the same scientific name as a book in English, right? They are always the same. Um, And so a scientific name is always two words, sometimes more, but at minimum two. And it includes a genus and a species. The genus is another way of classifying plants in botany. So a genus is another way of identifying families and types of plants. The genus is always capitalized and it always comes first the species is second and it's always lower cased. And then also, fun fact, we italicize it. This is important. We always wanna emphasize the scientific name. So you always see, so as I'm describing it, I'm sure you can picture reading books and you see two words, one's capitalized, one's not, and it's in italics, maybe it's in brackets. Um, so this is how we identify that this is a scientific name. Um, why this is important in plants is because In an example of like a maple tree, there are so many different types of maples. And so maples, um, the genus uh, in plural is genera. So when we're talking about many of a genus, so the genera of maple is acer. And so any, there are hundreds of, this is very Canadian, there's hundreds of maple trees. Um, So the genus is always gonna be the same. It's always gonna be acer, but then the species typically describes something about the plant. So a red maple is Acer rubrum, rubrum meaning red. A sugar maple would be Acer saccharum. Saccharum is sugar, sweet. So we can, i start to, you can sometimes guess almost what the names are going to be if you have a little bit of Latin from high school. I don't, <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> but you can fake it. Okay. Gonna it. I'm gonna that's, it. All, that's all any of us can do with latin these days
1: exactly so both are maples both are part of the same genus so they share the same dna but each species name is unique and it differentiates them so we bring them together but we also let people know they're a little different and i think that's kind of nice i like that they're you know we share dna so we're part of the same genera but we're our own species um so, interestingly, when we're talking about species, it typically describes something about that plant. So, once you start to really go down the rabbit hole, you'll start to see uh, species names will often be repeated. So, Sinesis is common in tea. Sometimes you'll see like different teas with the name Sinesis at the end. Sinesis yeah. signifies that it's from China. Um, Japonica as a species would signify that it's from Japan. So if you saw Acer japonica, you would know maple, Japanese, Japanese maple, right? So other things will be named japonica. They have no shared DNA. They just share this trait because species names are influenced by traits. Got you. Tinctora is something that's commonly used for dyeing. Rubrum, we already mentioned something kind of red. Uh, Another common one is officinalis. So if you think of Melissa officinalis, that's Melissa or lemon balm. Um, If you think of salvia officinalis, that would be common sage. Calendula officinalis, that's a marigold. Um, And officinalis uh, means that it's the official medicinal species of that genera. Okay. Okay. So officinalis is a very common species name, but... Calendula, lemon balm, and sage have no shared DNA. They just happen to be the medicinal, most common medicinal plant of their genera of their genus. So we'll see that quite often in botanical names. Um, so they are unrelated, but they're awesome, right? Awesome. So they're valuable nurses. Now, sativa. Okay, there are a lot of plants. With the species name sativa. Okay. In Latin, sativa means cultivated. Oh,
0: okay. I, I had no idea. Wow.
1: Yes. So you will see the common oat is known as avena sativa. It is a cultivated oat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cannabis sativa. Hey. Okay. So we see where we're going with this. So sativa literally means Cultivated. um, Because it's describing a specific trait of that genus. Um, So within the Cannabaceae family, within the cannabis grouping, cannabis sativa scientifically means cultivated cannabis. And that is why when you're reading texts, if you're ever reading, you know, like a white paper or a study and you see the scientific name listed as cannabis sativa L- they're not referencing energetically, ooh, I get so high and like centered energized from sativa. They're literally referencing the cultivated version of cannabis.
0: Nice. nice. Okay. Cannabis. So okay. yeah, that's yeah, that's why we're gonna see sativa a lot more.
1: That's why and, you see sativa all the time. Yeah. In scientific texts, right? Now you also will see cannabis sativa L. Have you seen this before? In-
0: yes, but I could not tell you what the L stands for.
1: The fucking L stands for Linnaeus, bro. It stands oh, for geez. Linnaeus. Yes.
0: Freaking Carl.
1: You Carl, man. So <laughs> the L at the end of the botanical name signifies the botanist who named it. So that is why there are thousands of plants with the L at the end because of motherfucking Carl.
0: Oh, he was like, bring me your best plants and I'm gonna put them in order.
1: Yes, so when we see Cannabis Sativa L, it is a nod to the man himself who named the plant. And I think that's actually really badass.
0: Yes, I mean, reason we could reason that this was one of Carl's favorite plants as well.
1: <laughs> it's 100% true. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. And with the help of AI, maybe we'll bring him on as a guest for a future episode. Oh my
1: God, how funny would that be? Yeah, our next episode is Carl Linnaeus and Snoop Dogg. Uh, Cool, cool.
0: (laughs) Uh, We need your donations. We will likely be in trouble.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is fun. This is fun because that's what the L stands for. It stands for Linnaeus. It's a nod to the guy himself. He named the plant. And so he gets to have his name in there. So sometimes they won't include the L. More commonly these days, you'll just see it italicized. You won't always see the L. And a big reason for that is because he named so many plants. It's almost just like assumed that the L is there. Um, So you don't have to see the L to know it was Carl Um, or other botanists. So you may see a different letter at the end. It's whoever first named that plant. Um, So that's typically what that letter stands for. There are sometimes other letters in botanical names. So you might see SPP, also italicized, capital S, two small p's, period. Um, This is an umbrella term that signifies all the species of a given genus. So suppose you're reading an article that references just cannabis, SPP, all italicized. What that means is it's talking about every species in the cannabis genus. Now, what are the species of cannabis genus? Well, there's only three because we're in this weird hemp family. It's sativa, indica, and ruderalis. Yes. Now this has caused a bit of a stir in the cannabis community because people don't think that they should actually be separated. Everyone thinks it should just be cannabis sativa because everything is cultivated. And so it has caused a bit of a stir in the botanical community of whether cannabis really does have three species or not, and whether they should be identified individually because of how common cannabis sativa is botanically.
0: Yes. And, you know, there are some major differences, but I imagine not as major as other plant classifications.
1: And this is the thing are the differences big enough to differentiate them? Um, from how we name things, right? Like we're talking again about the root structure, the leaf structure. So ruderalis does have a bit of a different leaf structure, but not extremely different. Um, so it's uh, it's a toss up. People are really split on whether we should consider cannabis having three separate species at sure. all.
0: Well, and the the major difference, as far as I understand, with ruderalis is that it's uh, photosensitive in a in a slightly different way than the other cultivated uh, species of cannabis.
1: Right, and is this enough to create under, and we're talking about under botanical taxonomy, is this enough to give it its own species? I'm not a botanist, really. I'm just pretending to be one on a podcast. Um, So I couldn't say, but- um, When
0: things like Ruderalis genes have now worked their way into projects like auto flowering projects, Uh, which uh, several years ago, we're always like, "Eh, okay, maybe that could have some use someday To, Oh, wow. Hey, that's some really dank, incredible smelling flower that I wouldn't mind smoking. So now that the waters are muddier than ever, maybe we should just lose the, uh, the nomenclature.
1: Well, this is where the SPP comes from. So next time you're writing something and you're talking about cannabis interchangeably, you don't have to put cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, cannabis ruderalis. You simply put cannabis SPP, again, all italicized. And that is basically saying that the species are interchangeable in the context which you're referencing them. So a lot of articles now generally just have that in them. Okay. Um, there is also one other thing, cannabis SP, only one P, and it comes after the genus and the species. No, it comes after the genus. So it doesn't identify a species. Okay. And in the case of cannabis SP, it indicates that it's referring to cannabis, but the species is unknown. Hmm. That is also quite common because of how interchangeable these three species are. Sure. So now that I said it, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. That's how it goes, right?
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. I, I have been seeing it all these years and just like, just skipping over it. Just like, all right, that means something. Usually italics. I'm like, all right, I didn't. I need to take a class for this.
1: Yeah. And the thing with cannabis is that because we're only referencing three species, it's really not that hard to just see the word cannabis italicized and just glim over it. Right. Yeah. Um. So now we have SPP, so they're interchangeable, or SP means we don't know the species. Um, the last thing I'm going to talk about here is, uh, and then we'll just do a quick review before the end of the episode, is the X because the X is super botanical terminology as fuck. So when you see an X in a name, it indicates that two species have been successfully bred. We know this in cannabis because we're amateur botanists. We know it's called a cross. We just call it a cross. Ice cream crate crossed with GMO, Um, you know, whatever. We have all these crosses. So we're doing this all the time in our industry. So the X is super common. It happens in other plant families as well. Um, Peppermint, its scientific name is mentha X piperita because it's a mint hybrid. So X is indicating that it's a hybridized plant. Um, And that's what it it signifies when we see it in botanical terms because we love hybridizing cannabis plants. It's what everyone loves to do the most. Um, So it's very common. So I think people already probably know that one.
0: Yeah, but I I don't know if many people know to say by instead of X or crossed with, you know, I I think that it's incorrect to say blueberry X white widow, but blueberry crossed with white widow or blueberry with white widow, I think. It's
1: a hybrid. Yeah, it's it's an indicator that we've hybridized it um, officially. It's an official indicator. Yes. Um, So, okay, this is the intro to botany. Let's do a quick recap, okay? We have cannabis. It's part of the what kingdom, Ryan?
0: Oh, is the Anabasia? What am I, help me out the here? Kingdom. <laughs> yes, yes. Of angiosperms. Angiosperms. Yes. And, 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 and Anna, can I smoke all angiosperms? No. <laughs> Okay. All right. Please
1: do not smoke apples. Uh, well, hey, okay, apple bong. i got honey. a
0: bong full of acorns here.
1: You know, we have been thinking about smoking hops on the podcast, so I don't know. Let's say yes.
0: Yes. You know what? I'm done smoking banana peels, so.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay, so then we have the angiosperms. They're organized into families based on shared DNA and shared characteristics. In the Cannabaceae CE family, or hemp family, that is is where cannabis falls into. Each family is arranged by genera or genus, and the Cannabaceae family, I think I actually skipped over this part, has 12 genera. Okay?
0: Yeah, that. yeah.
1: So we have 12 genera in the Cannabaceae family and um the three that are the most commonly known are hops, cannabis, and hackberries. Never had a hackberry. I actually don't know what it is. It's just, it's, it's a berry. It's easy to say. The rest of them are kind of freaky. Um, in every genus, there are unique species. So in cannabis, we're going to roll with it cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and cannabis ruderalis. So that's kind of crazy because in the cannabaceae family, there's 102 plants, actually. I think I said. 27 earlier. My bad. Um, so this is a, a correction on the fly. Uh, it's 102 and only three of them are in the hemp family. So it's a very small family, um, or in the cannabis family, sorry. And, uh, that is pretty much the intro to freaking botany, but this is just the tip of the cola because we haven't even gotten into the physiology and the structures, because there is a lot to consider from leaves to flowers to reproductive parts. We have stamens, anthers. um, We have so many parts of the plant, calyxes. And these are all botanical characteristics that make cannabis special and that identify it for what it is compared to other plants. So we will get into this another day. This was supposed to be a short episode. It wasn't.
0: That, I think that's awesome, though. And it's, it's the reason why when we started talking about this, we thought, oh, there's so much there. Let's let's write it down for a couple of different episodes. Uh, and the cool thing is, like, if a weed nerd like me can hop on here and have this shortish conversation with you and walk away being like, oh, I know a few more things now. Then all of the bud tenders and uh, canisters and everyone else who's listening to this podcast is gonna go, oh, great, I got my couple of nuggets that I didn't know, and I'm gonna tune in for the next one for even more.
1: Yeah, well, I know my favorite angiosperm is cannabis.
0: You know, a big favorite of mine, I have not quite finished my bong full of acorns. (laughs) Mines could be changed here today, we're we're gonna see.
1: I was trying to use it in a sentence, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good sentence.
0: Uh, Well, I think that's red. Let's let's wrap things up and people who um, want more can get more. Just come back next week. We'll we'll be here talking. Um, Go and uh, rate and subscribe. We love that. Five stars. Tell your friends. Um, I had some forward movement on the advertising the podcast and then they knocked me down and rejected me for tobacco use, which is not us. So instead of clicking our links, just send the link to a friend and uh, Amanda where can we find you
1: I'm on instagram at emerald.temple.living yeah find me at the
0: loud 100 all of our projects and stuff are there um, yeah that's that's about it for today so thanks for joining us we'll be back next week for even more fun stuff about our favorite plant Sand what can kind of paint wish let me bring you. Oh, smoke it up, hold it down and don't ever stop Well, you can always find the smoking spot Yeah, you can always find the smoking spot